1: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the weekly Dose of Joel podcast. This week, I'll be sharing all of the Black history. I'll be sharing my legendary interview with Jordan Fisher, who just began his run in Town. I'll be sharing some Black Broadway news this week and some Black history. You won't want to miss this incredible special episode, and I'm very excited to be sharing this as Broadway's youngest black journalist. So let's get on to this week's episode of the weekly dose of Joel. Broadway buzz. There's some very exciting Broadway buzz this week, but I'm gonna start off with some West End buzz It was announced that black legend Vanessa Williams will be playing Miranda Pricely in the West End production of the Devil Wears Prada musical. This new musical will be directed by Tony Award winner, Jerry Mitchell, and features a score by Elton John and Shayna Tubb. This show is going to be fantastic. I can already tell you that. I mean, the fact that we get Elton John, a score by Elton John, that blows my mind. Rocket Man is always stuck in my head. And Shayna Tubb, who is going to be starring in Suffs. She wrote stuffs and is starring in it this season. It's going to be incredible, not to mention the best, Vanessa Williams. I mean, Vanessa Williams is one of the best Broadway actresses ever. I've had the honor of singing with her a couple times on the red carpet and interviewing her plenty of times, and it's always such a pleasure. So I'm very excited for this news, and you will definitely be catching me in the West End seeing Vanessa Williams in The Devil Wears Prada, and it will probably be coming to Broadway after it does west end so whatever happens in the west end we will probably see eventually on broadway it was announced that broadway will dim its lights for mr hinton battle three-time tony award winner hinton battle so i don't know if you guys all saw this but on social media there was kind of an outroar saying you know why 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 hasn't there been an announcement for Hinton Battle yet? We already had an announcement for Miss Cheetah Rivera, who died on the same day. Where is Mr. Battle's, you know, dimming of the lights? He's a three-time Tony Award winner. He was on iconic shows like The Wiz. What is going on? And then immediately, immediately, the Broadway League announced that they would be dimming the lights for Hinton Battle. So it shows... But what the power social media can do, but it also shows what the black community on Broadway and what the Broadway community can do. Because when we see something that's not going the way it's supposed to be going, we step into action and make it happen. And that's what we did for Mr. Battle. So it has not been announced yet when they will be dimming the lights, but the family and the Broadway League are talking now about when this special very special event will happen. Some unfortunate news this week, Broadway's A Beautiful Noise will close in June. So the Neil Diamond Broadway musical It has been on Broadway for over a year now. I had the honor of interviewing on the red carpet and I remember seeing Neil Diamond for the first time and it blew my mind. But this show is so special. A couple weeks ago, I had Amber Artelina, who's currently playing Marsha Murphy, on the podcast, a full-length interview with her. So make sure to go listen to that. But yeah, I mean, go see this show before it closes in June. And it is going on national tour starting in Rhode Island later this year as soon as it closes on Broadway. So your time with this show will not be end yet jelly's last jam has begun performances at new york city center i mean are you ready for jazz because the encore's production of jelly's last jam has begun and will continue till march 3rd this unbelievable cast is led by nicholas christopher and features john clay III, third Kalakengo, tiffany mann oak billy porter leslie Uggams and the original cast members of Jelly's Last Jam, Mamie Duncan Gibbs, Stephanie Pope-Lofgren, and Allison M. Williams, reprising their roles as the Honeys. I mean, there are so many black legends on this stage. We have Wakina Kalakango. We have Billy Porter. We have Oak. We have Tiffany Mann. I mean, this cast blows my mind. You do not want to miss Jelly's Last Jam at New York City Center Encores. This is one of the encore shows i'm most excited for this season there's so much this season from new york city center but this is the show that has had me super excited what are you waiting for go see jelly's last jam and while award season isn't here yet some of the honorees for the 2024 drama league awards have been announced honorees include jonathan groff black legend director shelly williams black legend producer candy burris and jessica Lange. the drama league awards are one of my favorite awards because it recognizes so many different people with the honorees and then the winners and you guys know I love Miss Shelley Williams. She's going to be on this episode today, and she is the director of two, yeah, I said two Broadway musicals this year, The Wiz and co-director for The Notebook, and Candy Burris. I had the honor of meeting Miss Candy Burris at the opening night of The Piano Lesson, which she was also a producer for, and this year she's a producer for The Wiz, of course, and she, they both blow my mind. And also Jonathan Groff, who doesn't love Jonathan Groff? He is incredible. He is, I mean, acting his butt off and Merrily, We Roll Along. And Oscar and Tony winner Jessica Lange, who's returning to Broadway this spring in Mother Play. So these honorees are honestly the only people I could think of to receive these awards this year at the Drama League Awards. So I'm very excited for all the award stuff that's going to be happening later in the spring, but I'm just getting ready for the opening nights. There are so many opening nights this season, but I'm so ready. So since it is Black History Month and I'm celebrating Black History this episode, I want to share some pivotal moments in Black Broadway history today. So in 1898, the first all-Black show was produced at a major house on Broadway. So So before those times, there were only, you know, white cast and maybe a couple of black people in the show, but this was the first Broadway show to have an all black cast. And what's interesting is that it was in front of an all white audience because at that time, black people weren't attending Broadway shows. But in 1998 the one-act musical Clorandy or The Origin of the Cakewalk had an all-black cast on Broadway. In 1921 Shuffle Along premiered on Broadway and there had been earlier big Broadway musicals with an all-black cast but this was the first big blockbuster black musical on broadway it had 504 performances on broadway which was huge then and it was an all-black cast and shovel along has been revived on broadway before and this show is so incredible and it shows so much jazziness and so much black culture in all of its music in 1959 the incredible a raisin in the sun written by legend Lurian Hansberry premiered on Broadway, starring Claudia McNeil and Sydney Portier. So this cast was already beyond believable. And not to mention the incredible play, A Raisin in the Sun, which I read when I was in middle school. And I feel like many English classes read this incredible play written by Miss Hansberry. This play is so special to the theater community and it has won so many Tony awards in its future, you know, because The original production wasn't nominated for any Tony Awards, or it was nominated, but didn't win any Tony Awards. And later on, when, you know, other people have revived this show, including Denzel Washington, it did receive its flowers, which is so special. In 1975, The Wiz premiered on Broadway. We all know The Wiz. It is one of the most special musicals based off The Wizard of Oz. The Wiz is an all black cast production of The Wizard of Oz, known as The Wiz. And it premiered on Broadway in 1975, including a legend who just passed away, Mr. Hinton Battle. And it is being revived on Broadway this year at the Marquee Theater. And the cast is phenomenal. So you're going to want to go see The Wiz when it starts previews in March. I love The Wiz. When I think of home, I think of a place where there's love overflowing. What's not to love about this show? The Wiz. In 2002, Miss Whoopi Goldberg became the first black entertainer to become an EGOT. So an EGOT is an acronym for Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony Award winner. And she was the first Black person to achieve an EGOT. And Miss Whoopi Goldberg is a legend in so many ways. She's known, of course, from the Color Purple and Sister Act, but also as a journalist on The View and all the things she's done. She is one of the reasons why I'm able to succeed. And I think if you are Black and in this entertainment business, you do owe it to Whoopi Goldberg because she's one of those people that walked so that we could run. So thank you, Miss Goldberg, for all that you've done for the black community. So for the first time in 2016, all of the acting categories for musicals were won by a black actor or actress. So, of course you remember Hamilton coming to Broadway in 2016. And that year, David Diggs won Best Featured Actor in a Musical. Renee Elise Goldsberry won Best Featured Actress in a Musical. Leslie Odom Jr. won Best Actor in a Musical. And Miss Cynthia Erivo won Best Leading Actress in a Musical for playing Celie in The Color Purple. So, this was so revolutionary for The black community on Broadway. This is the first time that this ever happened, and it was so special to see so many black faces on the screen that night winning for musical categories. It was just an incredible moment in time, and I can't wait to see when this happens again in Broadway history. And the last thing I want to mention for Broadway black history is that Broadway black history is still happening. You know, we have come a long way but we still need black people behind the scenes doing lighting designs doing set designs there was a brilliant interview with miss LaShawn's, who spoke about this and it really made me think you know there's a lot of black folks in the front, on the stage, but we need black folks everywhere in the Broadway community. So we still have a far way to go, but I am proud to say that I feel that I've been a part of black history by being Broadway's youngest journalist. And I am so grateful to everyone who has made it possible for me to succeed in this business. It is not taken lightly. It is honestly so, so, so meaningful to me. And I hope to inspire others to continue their journey and to follow their dreams on Broadway and in everything you do. Now for the moment you've been waiting for, my interview with Jordan Fisher. I'm very excited to be sharing this interview, so let me tell you a little bit more about Jordan. Jordan Fisher. Jordan Fisher is playing Orpheus in Hades Town, and I had the honor of interviewing him and some of the other cast members of Hades Town. And he is just a black actor that I've looked up to for a very long time. Of course, we all know him from Teen Beach Movie. Of course, come on, and the Do You Want to Build a Snowman video, which has been getting going viral over the past year. But he's also been on Broadway shows like Sweeney Todd, Hamilton. And Dervin Hansen, but now he's playing Orpheus in Hades Town, and he shares in the interview this is one of his favorite shows he's ever done. So let's get on to my interview with Jordan Fisher. Hey, you guys, I'm here with Jordan Fisher, and you're playing Orpheus in Hades Town. You've been playing it for a couple months now. Tell me, what has it been like joining the cast of Hades It's
0: been a, it's been a dream, truly. I've, um, I've been injected into a handful of different shows. Um, before, and, and you know, the experience is always different. Yeah, it's different because it's a different building, it's a different, it's different because it's a different show. Um, the content is different, which means that the sonic, like, quality of backstage is different. What we're hearing backstage, like, that can dictate how people feel, right? Just in general. Um, and coming into a show <sighs> like Hades town, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm so in love with the show. Right. It's such an intimate theater already. The Walter occurs only like 940-something seats, right? We can hear... Wait, all of the dressing rooms are on one side of really? the theater. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a big tower at most. Uh, many of the other theaters. One side, four floors. We can all hear each other. It's like, it's so intimate. And it's also the show. It's really... It's so um, centered on humanity and... That is evident in the backstage culture and the, just the culture of the whole theater itself. The people that work front of house, the people that work backstage, cast, crew—like it is so full of love. So joining this company has been unlike anything else I've experienced. I mean, coming into something that's been up and running for a while, which yeah, like I said, I've done a few times, and it's—it's it's been so easy
1: right and i feel like so many broadway shows these days are just big and dazzled, Mm -hmm. but this one is big but has a lot of heart to it 100 which is so special so i want to know how have you made orpheus your own oh man uh with a lot of
0: grace and space thankfully um rachel Chapkin, our director really
1: yeah
0: Encouraged isn't even a, like a strong enough word, um, but artistically, creatively, respectfully said, please bring your life and experience and influence and journey and navigation to this person. This is, you know, none of anyone who's ever played Orpheus, none of, or Eurydice. Yeah. Or Hades, or Persephone, right. or any of the fa- none of us sound alike. None. none of us look alike. Right. None of like it's we're, we. It is. It's so unique in that way. It makes this show so different from every other. <laughs> I mean, any other show on Broadway that I have seen. Like, it it truly, in like, the truest way, is different every time you come.
1: I think so, it's it's so special. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It makes it so fun. People ask me, like, because I'm, I'm very open in saying that this is my favorite show that I have worked on on Broadway. Yeah. Because like, it is truly the most different. And it gave me a guitar. They gave him a guitar, you guys. And said, hey, play. and. You want to go a little slower, a little faster one night. You want to change up dynamics. I, my Orpheus can breathe, right? Like, because it, I can change things up, show the show. I can. Oh, it's it's so special. Please come see it.
1: Yeah, I am going to come see it. And you already talked to us. You already talked about this a little. This is your first. This is your fourth Broadway show. Mm-hmm. I don't know what has been unique and special about this one. <laughs>
0: I mean, I think I was so much of a fan coming into it. Yeah. Um, more so than any of the other shows that I've either developed here or jumped into, it's it's just it's so different, right? Because like I've done these shows on Broadway, but there's also a handful of shows that I've you know, been in the development process for for some years, and all of the, all of these experiences are so different. They're so unique. This is a complete experience for me. Yeah. Because I get to be a musician, because I get to be an artist, because I get to come on stage as Jordan mm-hmm. and leave as Jordan, it's, it's so human. It's so human, it makes it so
1: different. I love that. Yeah. You've been in the show for a couple months now. I want to know what has been your funniest mishap
0: in the oh, 80s Oh, no. I know. I gotta think of one. Uh, (laughs) um, Okay, I won't call it funny. It's not funny, I'll call it beautiful. Yeah. There was a night, we had a guitar mishap, a guitar malfunction that typically, like, I could, you know. If there's a string that's out of tune, mid-song, like, you might see me reach over and, like, knock a string up or, like, adjust the capo or something like that. But, like, if there's something systemically wrong with the guitar, and it can't be played for a reason. That it can't be played for a reason. This happened on the first epic one night. Epic one.
1: Yeah.
0: First strum of the guitar. Nothing. What? Nothing. Oh my Frequency god. Frequency issues. Just what it was. Yeah. Our pianist, who had never—he was a—he was a sub one night, and hes, and he's with us pretty often. Oh uh, no, actually, he's one of our—he's one of our regulars. Mm-hmm. He—he'd um, never done this before. He flips his book to because it's just me playing right. the epic one on the. Guitar. He flips his book and creates a piano arrangement wow. to "Epic One," and we improvise this beautiful. Piano ballad version of Epic One. And it was, and I, and I take the guitar and I like turn it, I, I put it behind <laughs> myself, and I just like, I get to like, I, I got to do things that I'd never got to do before. It was so cool. A beautiful park, it and was so moment. cool, yes. Yeah. It wasn't like a Burr's Corner where I have plenty of other fun stories where I could tell you, you know, forgotten lyrics or other things. But with this, that has been the craziest mishap so far, and also. Creatively, artistically, the most beautiful. One. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Describe your first time learning or hearing the incredible music of Hades Town. Yeah, it was like right after they
0: they did the London production. Yeah. And um, there was a version of the show that was out and available. Right. Um, to listen to to stream, and a friend of mine put me onto it. And I was like, What am I listening to? Right. This is not RnH. Right. This is not any. This is not any other musical theater thing that I know right. feel like th- it's not even close to Lynn, it's not it's so different this is so different this is so singer songwriter yes but it's like it's Barty, it's like the connection between yeah. humanity and I love it. God, in my opinion, where music is concerned. And yeah. It, it's like Creole jazz, Nola inspired. I, they, is that a trombone? Is that the first instrument I'm hearing <laughs> on this thing? What am I listening to? Right. And it, it just turned theater on its head for me, and I've been a fan ever since.
1: So cool. The last thing we're going to do is a quick, quick round. These are just some fun, rapid fire Hades Town questions, okay? Yeah. So. Favorite Hades Town song?
0: Um. Um, do I, what's the name of the very last song where where it's a, it's a love song love is that Road to Hell 2? is that Road to yep. Hell 2? Road to Hell 2, to Two. 2. I, I'm not even in it I'm backstage <laughs> I'm getting all cleaned up I'm about to come back on stage you're just like jamming I'm just oh listen to Lilius just give church yeah. just serve in church yeah backstage bestie backstage bestie? I would, I would hurt too many feelings. Everyone, everyone, yeah, everyone in that building. Right. Pep, my dresser. oh uh, yeah, yeah. Pep, F- pep, my dresser.
1: Favorite snack backstage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should. See, I've got a little pantry in my dressing room. Really, I, I like snacks. I love it. Um, I would say salt and vinegar pistachios, um, garden salsa sun chips, um, Twizzlers, um, onigiri. Sushi, Coca Cola. You you have a spread. You have like your
1: own Jordan Church I am back there.
0: Just domestic, right? My <laughs> dressing room is a studio apartment. Like it's it's a it's its own thing. Yeah. I love it. Favorite day of the week to perform? Uh, um. Sunday. I didn't hear that one today. I yeah, like that. Sunday. I, I, I usually you'll hear Saturday night because like that's the best house. Sunday's great. I, I'm I feel rested. I it's just the matinee. I get to put my kid down to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. Like and that that I get that two nights a week. Yeah. Sundays are great.
1: And lastly, who do you raise your cup to? Mm.
0: Today, I raised them up to my parents. I love that. Yeah, I raised them up to my parents. Um, they're amazing. That's so special. And social. deserve the world. No. And they've showed me how to be a good parent. And yeah. that's what I, I raised
1: them up to. Shout today. out to the parents. Yeah. I love it. It's Thank great you, to see Jordan. You. Great, great to see you. Thank you. Thank Glad you, you ma'am. What a fantastic interview with Jordan Fisher. He blows my mind every time. He's played so many different characters. Each of his characters are so different from each other. So I think it's so cool that he's stepping into these roles and becoming these characters. And you know, he does it all. So he's such a cool person. Go see him in Hadestown. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Weekly Dose of Joel podcast. This season is getting super busy, but that means more content for you guys and more shows and more theater magic, and I just want you to go out and see shows this season. Black History Month means so much to me. And this year, the theme is the arts. So I want you to go and talk to a friend, talk to a peer, talk to a mentor about a Black artist that has changed your life or that you appreciate. And while we only have one month for Black History Month, every month is Black History Month. Black people all over the world are always changing the game and we need to support them and celebrate them. But I want to thank you for listening to this weekly dose of Joel, and I'll see you next week for another one.